Hello everyone, a very warm welcome to Christina Aguilera Track Battle. I'm your host Bags, super fan and lover of all things Xtina. This is the podcast where we take two songs from Christina's amazing discography at random via our fancy random track wheel, discuss them and undertake the challenging task of determining which is better. Let's find out which songs are going head to head this episode. Are you ready fighters? Let's spin the wheel. Make the world move. And that's going to go up against... Maria. Hmm, some lovely choices here from the track wheel. Both songs um, are quite sample heavy, if I may say so. All become clear why I say that. So let's first start talking about Make the World Move. So this song was recorded in 2012 for the album Lotus and it features as track number four on the track list and it's one of the collaboration tracks on Lotus. This time it features CeeLo Green who was at the time a co-coach with Christina on The Voice along with Adam Levine from Maroon 5 and Blake Shelton who she also collaborated with on Lotus on Just a Fool as we know from a previous episode. So Make the World Move uh, was written by Alex DeKid Mike Del Rio, Candice Pillay, Jason D'Azuzio, Dwayne Abernathy and Armando Trovaioli. If I've said that right, it's a very long list of writers on here and that is down to the sample. Um, but also there's a lot of writers on Lotus as well, um, as we can see from the album credits. Um, the song itself was produced by Alex DeKid, Jason D'Azuzio and Mike Del Rio. Um, and it's another song on Lotus where Christina didn't have a writing credit, which sort of leads to the fan theory that Christina's head and her heart was so- sort of not in the process or not in it when recording Lotus um, and leads to the theory that she lost her mojo or she wasn't quite in it or wasn't feeling um, as creative as she normally would uh, when we're looking at previous album eras. What went on we still may not fully know to today Um, but this song uh, Make the World Move is a very up-tempo, very happy, inspirational, jolly song with a lot of dance and electro and R&B and soul influences. And the song's content is about how love, joy and happiness and getting along can lift people up and, uh, quote, make the world move. And Christina has actually described the song as sort of very jovial and very full of life. And um, she has said that as soon as she heard the chorus, I presume on a demo version or a version that she'd laid down, um, she envisaged a male vocal on it and who better to call upon than CeeLo Green as the song itself is very soulful, it's got this big brassy vibe and CeeLo suits that so well, his voice is very very soulful as we all know. 
So, like I said, the song is quite sample heavy. The song actually samples the horn line of Let's Find Out by Armando Trovioli. Apologies if I've said the name wrong again. Um, but this is why um, he's got a writing credit because the horn line of the instrumental is very, very heavily sampled from this song. And it gives the song this very jazzy big band vibe. And you can see why CeeLo belongs on the track and you can see why Christina suits the track so well because she does brassy and big band so 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 well um and another thing as well with the sampling i do think on the intro which it is uncredited it's not in the album credits but if you do listen to it and go and listen to the song um i'm pretty sure 100 convinced that it samples the theme tune to the mickey mouse club which christina began her career on um which is a really really cool thing because it harks back to her roots um and she's very humble and she knows where she started and where she came from but if you hear the mickey mouse club theme song go and find it on youtube you'll hear the line come along and sing a song and that's what i can hear at the beginning do let me know if i'm going mad here but i'm convinced that that is also an uncredited sample at the beginning of the song which i think would be really really cool if it was um but yeah let me know but like i said lotus um in general is an album that tries to encourage positivity and this is one of the songs that does that thematically a lot of the tracks lead into that direction of lifting yourself up and being happy and being positive um, no matter what life is throwing at you but there's also um, a spin on that uh, so for example there's um, the subject uh, of body positivity which is touched on and also not listening to the haters and rising above it like a lotus and this came at a very very good time in christina's career in terms of the themes of the songs on the album because this is a time that christina had been through a massive whirlwind in the media of negative press and was continuing to do so in the media at this stage there was a lot of comments on her body positivity and her general behavior which i for one don't believe at all um but there was just scathing attack after attack after attack so she has been very, very resilient throughout her career when it comes to bad press, but it seemed like it was a lot this time round, uh, a lot that than there ever has been in her career. And I really applaud her resilience here, and I applaud her releasing an album at the time where there are um, topics that are touched on, which not a lot of artists sing about. Um, and yeah, it was a big middle finger up to the haters, which was great. I think I have to mention here how well CeeLo and Christina's vocals mesh so well um, because they're both very soulful vocalists. They both sing from the heart. Um, and like I said before on previous episodes, it's not always about technical ability. It is about the feeling and the emotion that's evoked through singing. And they're both very, very good at that. And this is actually not the only time they've worked together. This is one of three songs that they've actually done together um, in in their careers um, they've done a version of baby it's cold outside for CeeLo's christmas album which was amazing it's just another soulful big band brassy version of the track do listen to it if you want to get into the christmas spirit early or if you've not heard it before because it's such a great rendition of the track and how their voices bounce off each other because as we know this is a very classic christmas song and it's got a male and a female sort of to and fro 
they do it so so well here and um we see christina's different range of vocalists we see this sort of head voice that she uses as well um so yeah do, do listen to it and it's a very very good song that they've done together they've also done a song um called nasty which wasn't actually released but it was meant for the burlesque soundtrack um it's very very similar to make the world move in the fact that it's got a big band brassy vibe to it um and also CeeLo is only present on the chorus and then a few ad-libs throughout the song very much like make the world move um the reason it wasn't released on the burlesque soundtrack was due to sampling clearance another song which relies very heavily on a lot of samples i think there's about a good two or three samples on that song um and i think the reason why it wasn't included was because the samples weren't going to be cleared in time or they weren't cleared in time for the release of the soundtrack and the release of the film. Um, and I think what ended up happening was The Beautiful People was tacked onto the track list instead. Um, even though that's got samples as well, I think that must have been cleared um, over nasty or something like that. Who knows? We don't know what's, what's happened in the world of music here when it comes to things like samples. But I think that's probably what replaced nasty on the track list. That's my theory anyway. Um, but eventually, um, Nasty was released by um, a British singer, uh, Pixie Lott. Uh, she managed to clear and clear all the samples and everything like that. Um, but of course, the demo of Christina's version was leaked way, way years before that. It is on YouTube out there. Do go and listen to it because it's a great song. I think it's one of the best songs recorded for the Ballesta soundtrack, of course. She's done some great ones as well, but um, it was fantastic fantastic song um but the the version of that pixie lot released got to number 11 in the uk it wasn't different from the demo version apart from it was pixie's vocals instead of christina's um but i really really do wish that the sample was cleared because in my opinion it's probably the best of the three songs that christine and CeeLo have done together and it deserves to be heard by the masses um not a pixie lot version as much as I like Pixie Lot, she's a great singer, great pop songs that she's done. They're like Ear Candy. She's a bit of a household name in the UK with her affiliation to The Voice Kids. But of course, I'm a Christina fan through and through. And that's a really, really great song. So going back to Make the World Move, they did do a performance of it together. When Christina released Lotus, she did perform a few of the album tracks on The Voice um, which was the only place where she was sort of really performing at the time. And this performance is very, very controversial because it's very, very hit and miss with the fans. Um, like, obviously, on the upside, the staging and the royal regal vibes is great. Christina and CeeLo, they're not afraid to dress up and have big showmanship and bravado on the stage. But um, fighters do agree that her vocals were not up to scratch. Um, there are some cracks, one quite big crack um, later on in the performance. Um, but hey, she's human and we have to applaud her for getting up there and performing at a time when she was being absolutely slated in the media and everything was sort of going against her. And that's the thing that we absolutely love about her. Um, but it's one of those performances that fans sort of remember all for the wrong reasons um why it was aired and how it ended up um being allowed to be shown on tv we've got no idea because the rumors were that they did actually film it twice i think the version that was aired was the only version where the balloon sort of dropped at the end and that's probably the reason why it was aired who knows what happened here but it was a very fun performance regardless because it was very flamboyant like both christina and CeeLo are and they like their staging and they like 
showing the vibe of a song on the stage. Um, you know, Christina had this pink candy floss afro with a white crown on it, which is quite a great look. Um, but like I said, a lot of fighters do believe that this is a performance that is remembered for the wrong reasons. And I do sort of have to, I am inclined to agree here just because of that. But she's human. She was going through a lot at the time. So like I said, I really applaud her for getting up there and promoting music, even though her head was probably not in it at the time. And it was something that she really didn't want to do. If you try doing something and every interview is telling you not to do it, but then you go and do it anyway, it's not always going to be successful. It's not going to be what you want it to be and what you intend it to be because your head's not in it. So there we go. So of course, we've been looking at favourite lyrics and favourite parts of the song. So nothing different here. My favourite lyric in Make the World Move is, the time is now, no time to wait, turn up the love, turn down the hate. I like the opposite and the punch punch of the lyrics. It just enforces the positive vibes that many of the songs on Lotus do. Um, and it just is very, very snappy and good on the ear. In terms of the favourite part, like I said, the beat is very happy pop. Um, but I like the bridge where it sort of switches up to this break beat because it goes from this happy brassy pop almost to like an R&B soul vibe. And I like I like a, a fusion. I like a genre fusion on a track. It, it's really, really cool. And we know that Christina does brassy so well. So this is a song that is very, very suited to her voice and just meshes really, really well with the way that she sings and her classic signature style of singing. So let's move on to talking about Maria. Now this was a song recorded for the album Liberation, which was released in 2020. And it was produced by Kanye West, Che Pope, Hudson Mohawk and Noah Goldstein. And fighters have been waiting for Christina and Kanye to work together for a long time. I know she's commented about Kanye, um, about his production. He's quite a controversial character as we all know. And without a doubt, his production skills are some of the best. So I think we were very happy when we found out that they were working together on Liberation. The song was written by, long list here, wait for it, uh, Christina, Kanye, Hudson, Ilse Juba, Party Next Door, Taylor Parks, Chaper, Noah Goldstein, Lawrence Brown, Linda Glover, Jorge Gordy and Alan Story. Very long list of writers on this song, but I think this is mainly due to the sample heavy nature of the track, uh, which we'll find out in a moment. Um, so on the album, it is track number three, um, but it is preceded by the Liberation intro and also like an interlude, which is Searching for Maria. Um, and the intro was composed by Nicholas Britelli, uh, who's very famous for his work on the score of the Oscar winning film Moonlight. And it's this lovely, deep orchestral instrumental intro. And there are um, woven in and out um, laughs from a child, which is Christina's daughter, Summer Rain. And there's also Christina um, asking, where are you? Um, uh, presuming that we are looking for Maria here. Um, and then this seeks into um, Searching for Maria, which is this raw, intimate a cappella, So quiet um, and so... Um, it's just so like touching and moving and this is a line uh, that's lifted from the song How Do You Solve a Problem Like Maria from The Sound of Music which is a soundtrack that Christina holds very very dear to her heart and she's been heavily influenced by and she's referenced a lot in interviews and when she's talking about 
what inspired her to sing why she chose to sing she says it was the sound of music soundtrack she knows the soundtrack like the back of her hand um and um it's just a, one that means a lot to her and maria the song is a massive 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 fan favorite i remember when liberation came out and um looking on twitter and things like that um this is in a lot of fighters top three on the album because it's just so experimental and the subject is very dear and very touching it's not something that christina has sung about before um and it was just this massive standout track like I said before, the song is very sample heavy. Uh, the song samples Maria, parenthesis, you are the only one, as sung by little Michael Jackson. Um, and the sample is very cleverly woven through the song. Um, Thank you very much, Kanye West production. It's a great choice um, of sample for this song. Um, and then also we've got the harpsichord from the song, which sort of forms the basis of the instrumental. Um, and then furthermore, on top of that, we've got this string section, this beautiful string section, which is sort of echoed from the intro, uh, the liberation intro, which is basically before the track on the track list. Um, so it's this nice fusion here and it's just absolutely brilliant. It's such a great, I mean, the instrumental alone is just so great. Um, and with the sample, how cleverly it's woven in, it sounds like this to and fro between Christina's lines and then the sample from Michael Jackson. It's just really, really great. It almost sounds like a duet at one point as well. Really, really brilliant. The song itself, in terms of the content, it's about her sadness and how she, how sort of lost she's felt over the past few years before the release of Liberation. She's said that she was um, looking for her old happy self. Um, she needed to get inspiration again. Um, and the only way that she has been able to do that is to give into her vulnerability. And that is basically thematically what Maria is about. Um, Maria's also like the persona of the little girl that has been lost um, and it's the little girl who wanted to sing was so raring to go was so inspired and creatively free um, and is lost and that's why we've got in the intro where are you and then we've got searching for Maria and then this song is she's back I'm here she says at the beginning of the song, I found her, I found her again, I am galvanised, I am re-inspired again. And actually Maria is her middle name, which makes this connection and makes this so um, dear to Christina and so personal and, and absolutely brilliant. Um, you know, we've, we've heard how vocal she's been as a result of her personal and career setbacks. She was divorced. She had a few career setbacks. Um, she didn't have that mojo. She was very lost. And getting in touch with her nostalgic side and getting in touch with her young self and why she wanted to sing in the first place is the way that she's managed to get herself out of this. Now, I have to comment on the vocals of this song because for me... Um, this song has got her vocals so layered, more layered than I've ever heard. But there's different layers of her vocal ability that we have listened to here on this song. Um, you know, it starts with a very classic Christina with the belts, with the very upfront vocal delivery. And then we get some lovely harmonies in there um, it, throughout the song and that's woven through. And I love it when she harmonizes with herself. And then we end the song on the low range this beautiful, deep, dark, rich, low range. We've never really heard her explore it on a studio recording. So we've got all these lovely layers and the spectrum and variety to her voice. Um, 
and I think this is why it's such a fan favourite because she's done things on this track, she's experimented with her vocals and the sound that we've never heard her do and we love it when she experiments because we know how well her voice lends itself to different genres and it's so nice when we can hear her experiment with it. Now this song she's performed live, we know it means a lot to her, she's done it on the Experience and the X tour, um, sort of during this church segment where she's dressed in blue and then we've got the clouds behind her, really really beautiful imagery as well. She's also done it on the Liberation tour in America which was the opening of it. So thematically it's like a core song on liberation it means a lot um and it does sort of take center stage when she does perform it because it means a lot to her in terms of the the album itself in terms of the whole album it is about this song and everything else sort of stems off it so of course we've been looking at favorite lyrics and favorite parts um for me my favorite lyric is eyes open but can't see mouth open but can't speak i'm facing the mirror where is maria it's such a great representation because she's really hit the nail on the head about how you can feel trapped in your own skin um, because you're just looking for the answers. Whatever situation that you're in, whatever predicament that you found yourself in um, and you can't find them and you end up building yourself um, this sort of barrier and putting a wall around yourself and it's so easy to fall in that and feel very, very trapped. I'm sure we've all been in this position where we feel a little bit hopeless and, you know, we've looked in the mirror, we've looked at our reflection and we're like, well, who are you? Who is this person? Who is this that I see before me? And this song just represents it so well. Um, it's so hard to speak about something like this and it's so difficult to put this on paper, let alone in a song format, let alone something that's going to be consumed by the masses. And this is why it is the epitome of liberation because you're not just liberating yourself from a situation or from a dark place. It's liberating you from yourself and letting your true self sort of flourish and not trapping yourself into a box and society has a very good very very good habit of putting you in a box and compartmentalizing who you are as a person and Christine is telling us here to not give in to that and to go forward and be your true self and this is probably the best ever way that she said this in a studio recording or in song format and which is why it is such a great song because it's such a different way of saying this. It's such a different spin on it and that's great. She's also said that this song is a personal account of that journey to try and find that side of yourself that you've lost touch with over a few years. I know sometimes it's so very easy to be on autopilot. We've all done it and um, just to carry on and be not in the moment but just sort of become a creature of habit and become routine and she said this and she's there was a YouTube video that she created when Liberation was being released where she said sometimes you have to go back and start from scratch because we have to put ourselves out of our comfort zone it's the only way that we learn and we flourish and we progress as individuals and watch ourselves grow uh, and not be stagnant and I hold that very dearly. I think that is such a great thing um, for her to say. And it came at a really, really good time, not only for me, but for a lot of people. Um, so 
really really great words she's a very wise woman we love wise christina and this is the most meaningful we've heard christina in a long time yes we've got very very deep here but that's what we're here for open forum right so we've heard about maria and we've heard about make the world move but there can only be one winner so drum roll please and the winner is maria Congratulations to Maria, the winner of this episode. The reason I've chosen Maria as the winner of this episode is because of how personal it is to her. And I relate to this song a lot, a lot, a lot. Yes, I love a happy, jovial song, one that's being very positive and telling me to be happy in the face of whatever life throws at you. But Maria is just such a clever spin on it. And um, a lot more relatable, I feel, because it's about speaking to that inner child and um, letting your true self come to the forefront. It's a very, very difficult decision, very difficult choice between Maria and Make the World Move, but I think it was more the feel of the song here that did it for me. Maria really taps into you on a personal level. Um, So yeah, definitely had to win there. So, next episode, we'll be looking at a stripped album track versus a debut era track made for a movie. Hmm, which ones? You'll have to find out. Thank you so, so much for listening. That is it for today's show. If you like the show, please be sure to subscribe and leave comments. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Extina Track Battle. Peace out. (laughs)